0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: We're Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here, of course, with my husband and co-host, Kyle, to discuss the Auburn cross-country first meet of 2019.
0: And good news, folks, if you listened to the last episode, you know that we are not stuck any sand traps after this thing.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I had already forgotten about that. So, no. So, Auburn went to Jacksonville State to the JSU Struts opener, and fun fact, it was an all-grass course, Kyle no sand traps for you
0: well you know what auburn elvis i will call him out a little bit he he gave me a hard time for the whole sand trap thing <laughs> i hope it, i hope it came across that i was joking a little bit but there's a little shout out for auburn elvis out there but
1: what do he say that you were- He's just
0: you know he's like shaking his head at me you know doing the little smack in my head and you know the, the, that kind of stuff it's like i mean i make everybody do that type of stuff anyway whether it's the live show or any other podcast you, that i'm on you know
1: Here's what I appreciate about you. You are the voice of normal listeners of this podcast. Most people don't understand what cross-country is.
0: But are you saying normal in a good way or a bad way?
1: It's always good when I'm talking about you.
0: Oh, that's such a lie right now. Well,
1: I'm biting my tongue, but (laughs) (laughs) fingers are crossed and everything. But you are kind of... The voice of the normal humans that have never run cross-country. Because you're, you're
0: not normal whatsoever. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm man. just
1: saying. Maybe people thought that sand traps were a part of cross-country.
0: Anyway, when you're running on a golf course, that would lead you to think, it's like, what else is on a golf course? You know, sometimes alligators walking across them. There's all kinds of options. Did obstacles. you think
1: that there were, like, golf balls?
0: Golf balls, they might slip in, you know, the top. What's the, like, the cartoon where it's, they, they step on it and it starts rolling under their foot and they flip up. Anyway. So.
1: Tangent. Well, wait, here I'm about to go off on a tangent. Uh Went to see that movie Overcomer this weekend about the girl running cross country. How about the coach's son was like, this is the most boring sport ever. I know a way to make it better. And his plan was like, the runners had to dribble a basketball. And if somebody stole their basketball, the other runner got a point. And then at the end, they had to do like a dunk or something. It was, I can't even remember what it's called, like fight ball or something. He was like, that's how you make cross country better. So
0: did your cross country coach have to do that to make it more exciting for you?
1: No, I just loved it because I was a young idiot.
0: I'm I'm actually. I'm going to hold my tongue there. I did that shows so much growth on my part that I didn't say anything further there. Wow. Anyway,
1: if you loved me, you wouldn't think I was an idiot at all
0: all grass course huh that's right (laughs) that's right honey
1: good job so
0: what's the benefits of an all grass course like well
1: it's softer ground which is pros and cons Mm -hmm. so it's a little softer but so it's better for your knees your ankles all your joints um a little easier to run on um you're not having to obviously deal with the different terrains Mm -hmm. um yeah that's about all i got
0: so is it harder to run on the rough of a golf course or the uh, the greens of a golf course
1: Obviously, the rough would be harder. That well, would be why see, it's called the, the, the rough.
0: But the rough has actually got more grass, The softer.
1: Right. And then the greens are harder so, and stiffer, so they're... But when it's too soft, think about you're having to expend more energy to bounce off of it. If y'all could see the motions I was doing, I'm like showing Kyle exactly... And the, I'm
0: not paying attention whatsoever right, to
1: <laughs> But I was using hand gestures <laughs> no, to show him that it is harder to bounce off of soft grass. Think about if you're running on a trampoline. Yeah. Versus... Hmm, That's a terrible analogy. Uh,
0: Where are you you going with that one? Think
1: about if you're running (laughs) on carpet or a mattress. It's going to be easier to run on the carpet because the carpet has less give. The mattress is going to give too much and you're going to have to propel yourself forward a little harder. Yeah.
0: So we went from sand traps to grass to to carpets to trampolines to mattresses. The trampoline
1: should have never been in there. That was wrong. That was
0: uh, quite a tangent to go upon there. but
1: here we are. 2019 cross country here we are tangent
0: tangent city that's we're gonna start at ta- uh, the tangent tracks as opposed to tiger tracks oh,
1: tangent tracks i love it
0: no none of that tiger
1: tangents but here, that's a new show tiger let, tangents here. i could run it i'm
0: pulling on the tangent let's start pulling it back okay, okay i actually was asking the whole rough and greens different question as a joke but when i asked it, it was like actually that is a good question that i have i mean I which is like i answered
1: it a- you did very well right
0: i just took it Not seriously, to begin with. And I realize, actually, that's a good question. And it it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about, about more effort to spring off of something Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So,
1: and you have to think. So, terrain is a big deal for cross-country runners. So, you don't want to run on streets, necessarily. Streets and concrete are the worst for your joints. Mm -hmm. There's no give at all. And Mm -hmm. you are just literally pounding yourself into the pavement. Yeah. So, those are bad. Like, a track, an actual, like, a high school track, a track that is meant to be run on, those are going to be a lot better because they're going to be more springy. They're going to have a lot more give. Right sand is going to be one of the worst things to run in because it has too much oh, gear. Oh, gosh.
0: Could you imagine doing cross-country and all well, sand? Well,
1: think about, think about all the injuries you can have because yeah. the sand is going to shift. Mm-hmm. Your weight's and going to shift. Boom. Injuries. My sleep.
0: ankle is hurting right now thinking about how Literally. many times it would turn during that.
1: Yeah. So when you think about terrain is a good thing to talk about when cross-country. When we talk about this, you know, they're running three, four, five miles. So...
0: Well, speaking of hurting yourself...
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Let me just say this as we transition to actually talking about this first meet for cross-country. I want to see you pronounce the name of that park.
1: Okay. Come on. So this is mean. Well, I got it.
0: Uh, Well, you were going to ask me to do it if I hadn't, so...
1: It's going to be held in Oxford, Alabama at Chocolata Park.
0: That's a lot better than I thought I was going to... What
1: were you going to say?
0: (laughs) Chocolata... See? I can't even do it.
1: Cal, here, I'm going to teach you something else. Yes. This is like the teaching moments of this podcast. It's real important. Say it with confidence and say it quickly and nobody's going to, nobody's going to comment. I don't
0: say anything confidently.
1: You have to, you know, kill them with, what's that thing? No, that's kill them with kindness. Uh, Fake it till you make it. Fake
0: it till you make it. That's my wife's motto. That's the motto of this podcast right here. No,
1: literally. (laughs) So Chocolaca
0: Park, first meet of the year. Let's get into it.
1: Tangent tracks over. Okay, so... We had, obviously, the men competing. They competed in the 5K, which is actually a shorter race than most collegiate cross-country courses for men. Normally, they run an 8 to 10K. Mm -hmm. So, this is a shorter course. Um, They ran 5K, which is the traditional 3.1 miles. Um, There were 159 runners in this race, and there were 15 teams total. Um, The teams were... Not necessarily the large SEC teams. Yeah. They were, you know, Jacksonville State, right. um, Emory University was there, which shout out to where I currently work. Shout um, out. <laughs> obviously. Shameless <Auburn>. plugs. Right. <laughs> so there were, you know, um, a few smaller schools.
0: So I was listening to the Auburn University podcast they put out with Andy Bircham and he did one with Coach Andy Barnett, kind of breaking down the season, and he they talked a lot about how they David Barnett? Excuse me, did I call him Andy Barnett? You sure did. Where did I get Andy from?
1: Well, I'm not sure, but I just want to say what is this, our, toy story? our coach is David Barnett. Andy,
0: Oh, Angie Bircham, Andy Barnett. This, uh, uh, there we go. Okay, anyway. Uh, David Barnett, the head coach for cross country, was talking a lot about this field that they were going to see at the JSU Struts opener and said, he was honest and said, this isn't the best competition we're going to see. This right. is solely meant for us to get into the habit of thing for when we go to the next week, the next week too, and then eventually, like two meets later, we're at the end of the season already. Yeah. That we're in form. This is meant to get them in shape for everything. And when you see smaller teams like Emory or Jacksonville State, which I think Jacksonville has a pretty decent cross country program too, so it's not just because they're smaller doesn't mean that they're any less qualified. Exactly. athletic. It just means that. Come on, it's the SEC. All the best athletes go to the SEC. That's just that's just how it is, you know. So we're not saying anything less by them, but it's cool to see teams like Emory there that you have the connection to. But when we really we're really going to get a look at what this team is made of when we go to the next meet. So this is put all that in perspective here.
1: Absolutely. So with that being said, there were the 15 teams. Auburn men they actually placed second overall, um, and they had a score of 44 points with an average time of 15 minutes 48.8 seconds. So just a reminder that what to score points for the team, you have to have five athletes compete. If you have more than five per team, it's the top five individuals that place mm-hmm. that's going to count towards your score. Right. So whatever place they finished in is going to be their the number that goes towards their score. Mm-hmm. So if you have athletes place, you know, second place, fourth place, sixth place, two plus four plus six would be 12 points plus the next two finishers. So... Um, we actually, are, we're going to talk about the top seven athletes from both men and women, just to kind of give you a gauge on how um, the majority of the team did. But we did have more runners for the women than just seven. It was just a lot of runners. And
0: I'll say this, second place finish, even in a lower competitive field for a team that we, the men's squad, which we don't know. We didn't know a lot about coming into it. And they exactly. didn't have the best year last year. They didn't have as many they didn't have a, a Brenda Kaigan mm-hmm. there that we you know, we didn't even know we'd get to see or we knew about Brenda Kaigan. They didn't right. have a Joyce Kamelli. Uh, they had Silas Kippnajik there. Yep. And he was he's here again this year. But it's nice to see familiar names that are listed here and then a newcomer as well.
1: Absolutely. So why don't you start us off with the men's results?
0: So our first place, not first place, I was gonna say the person who got the highest placing for us, Hunter Harwell, a freshman, as we talked about. A lot of names we we've known, yep. but we we're wondering who the new freshman is. Hunter Harwell is our new men's freshman. He gets a second place overall finish with a time of fifteen minutes thirty eight point nine seconds for a second place overall.
1: That's a big deal.
0: It is. I mean, for a freshman to come in there, I yep. wonder if he was very highly recruited. Which well,
1: obvious. We, well, I
0: mean, you know, it's just it's. I find it interesting that a guy comes in out of nowhere as yeah. a freshman. Bo Nix. <laughs>
1: what's going on with this freshman class, like? What Dang. did
0: is it, there's something like in there's the, something in the or Something in the water going on around for this this school year or something like that. I'm not mad about it. I'm not either. Uh, moving on, Tommy McDonough, a junior, is a third place finisher. He, he got 15 minutes 39.6 seconds, right behind Hunter as well.
1: Literally less than a second behind
0: <laughs> the guy I thought that was going to be our front runner, Silas Ketanjic, with a time of 15 minutes 45.9 seconds for an eighth place finish overall. Andy Smith, the senior, 15 minutes, uh, 57.3 seconds for 13th place finish overall. And then Evan Rogers, the freshman, uh, with a time of 16 uh, minutes and 2.3 seconds for an 18th finish overall. That's our top five. So those would be our scores. Correct. Correct in there. Correct. So anything, before I say the other two, is anything stand out to you from this other than I think you and I both were expecting Silas to be the lead runner there?
1: Yeah, we were. I mean, obviously the freshman coming in out of nowhere. Um, really pleased that Hunter and Tommy were able to, I mean, finish less than a second apart. Yeah. So obviously they were able to run the race together. That's, as a previous cross-country runner, that is huge to have somebody there to push you the entire race is a big deal.
0: That's, I set you up for that softball there. I, I noticed that L- I've learned something over this time here. Proud of you. That running together is a huge thing here. So when yep. I saw Hunter and Tommy finish so close together, obviously second and third place, but their times being the big key thing there, how close they were together. I saw that as a key asset. So do you think, what I'm looking at here is, is that the the duo you're going to see the rest of the season? That's
1: my hope. Well, I think it can be a trio. I mean, Silas finished, what, six seconds, six to seven seconds behind them? Right. That's not a big gap. I mean, it seems like it is, but we're talking three miles here. That's not a big gap.
0: And there is a little bit of a gap between Silas and Andy and Evan right there in the top five. But this is the first race. So I I only asked that question just so that we can kind of see next week what it looks like. Yeah. But we still got a lot of running to do. Yep. To round out our runners for the men, Jackson Thomas, the sophomore, got uh, 21st place time of 16 minutes and 6.0 seconds. Jack Rogers, a familiar name, a junior, 16 minutes, 13.2 seconds for 26 overall. That is your men that finished second overall in the JSU Struts Opener.
1: I'd say for the men, that's pretty successful w- first meet.
0: I am very happy with that. You know, obviously, you would hope to get a first place finish at a lower, I hate saying that, lower competition meet.
1: Just non SEC competition.
0: But for the little information that we had about newcomers coming in and stuff like that, I- I'm pleased with what I see here for the men.
1: Well, you wanted a first place. Got it first. You place. know
0: I focus on the placements as opposed to the times.
1: You do. Let me just say, these women knocked it out of the park. Talk about that softball. It is gone.
0: One more time, how was it going?
1: That's the sound a <laughs> softball makes. If you did not know, um, I would be a terrible I, comedian. I, I
0: think some, you know, players on a certain Auburn softball program would disagree with you. That's how it's what
1: does it sound like?
0: Anyway, <laughs> moving on from the sound effects.
1: Okay. Tangent tracks,
0: tangent tracks.
1: Um, the women ran a four k. I don't know what that is. Three, that'd be four thousand kilometers. Don't like hurt again. yourself. Oh, I'm just saying that'd be two and a half miles exactly.
0: Sure, I'm gonna believe you because I'm not doing that math.
1: Uh, yeah, because sixteen hundred is a mile, so that'd be thirty two hundred two two and a half miles. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, you could be googling it, so I don't sound like a dumb dumb no, on the show. I, I, I just
0: math and being no, I, you, you should know this. they are
1: saying so four thousand.
0: Anyway, it's a long, it's a long bit. It's, we it's We, get it. we okay. get it.
1: Yeah. So next. Okay. Um, there were 128 runners for the women that competed. Obviously not 128 Auburn athletes. Um, 128 overall, I should say. Mm-hmm. 14 teams overall. And as I was saying before the sound effects occurred, the <laughs> women placed first with 28 points um, and an average time of 14 minutes, 56.04 seconds.
0: 28 points, an average time of 14 minutes, point four seconds. That's pretty good. I really am pleased with what I see out of the women here. Uh, obviously, the placement is very likable to, my, to, to me, uh, but what I like here a lot is seeing a lot of, n- not new names, but names we're not used to being at the top right. when we go through some of these, being up there again. Again, it's the first meet.
1: But I'm not mad about that. The other thing that I'm pre- pretty proud of is, so the perfect score for cross country would be 15 points. That would mean your team would come in places one, two, three, four, five. Obviously, we didn't do that. Right. But dang, 28 is real close to 15.
0: We well, have got three out of the top five here coming up we're going to talk about.
1: Yep. Let me just say, when my uh, 6A high school won cross country, national cha- national cha- cross country championship for the state, we had a lot more points than 28. And we still won state. So 28 is a big deal.
0: It is a very big deal, and I couldn't be prouder of the women for the way they started off the season.
1: Absolutely. So I will start us off with, obviously, Abby Zane. So Abby won the whole meet. Um, she placed first out of- You 100- go, girl. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Sorry, I had to throw that in
1: First place out of 128 athletes. She's a sophomore also, and she placed first with a time of 14 minutes, 36.1 seconds. Mm. So 20 seconds under the average for Auburn.
0: Oh man, that's that's just incredible. And I, there's yeah. actually a video out there that I think Auburn Track and Field put out that you can see her yes. finishing first overall.
1: Isn't that incredible? It like, is. She can run faster at the end of two and a half miles than I can at the beginning of two and a half miles. So more power to her.
0: I got no room to talk about running fast or long distance. I'm just good if I actually like get Make up a little, get up a little head of steam and then keep it going for more than five seconds. So I mean, it was really cool though to see that video of Abby Zane finishing first place overall and that's so very good for her
1: definitely agree so next we had Gigi Maddox another sophomore who finished third place overall with a time of 14 minutes 51.3 seconds um next we had Hannah Tarwater again a sophomore so our top three finishers were all sophomores she placed 5th overall with a time of 14 minutes, 57.9 seconds. We've got another Hannah, Hannah Dial. She is a freshman this year. She placed ninth overall with a time of 15 minutes, 7.1 seconds. And to round it out for the scorers for Auburn, we had Louisa McPherson, a junior, with a 10th place finish and a time of 15 minutes, 7.5 seconds. So not even a half second behind Hannah.
0: We want to talk about the ladies dominating. As we've already mentioned, top three placers for auburn here abby zane gg and hannah tarwater getting first third and fifth but not only that the rest of your scorers finish in the top 10 of the field no matter what your competition is that is still an impressive feat to do to have all of them finishing in the top 10 and i even focusing on the times you know the times are obviously the thing that we really want to focus in on but that's, that's just really good there. What I find interesting here is look the difference between Abby Zane and Gigi Maddox in time, though, between first yeah. and, first and, and third. third. So I wonder that second place finisher, whoever that was, how close she was to either of them. Yeah. Was Abby Zane just that far ahead of the field based off that well, video? Based like, on the
1: video, she was significantly ahead of everybody else.
0: So the question is, is Abby Zane now going to be our leader for the year?
1: Only time will tell.
0: Because we haven't even talked about someone we thought would be. Right. Leader, we'll get to her in a so second. So
1: to round out the Auburn women for the top seven, then we had Presley Weems, the senior, um, who we talked about a lot last year. Mm-hmm. She placed 11th with a time of 15 minutes, 10.2 seconds. So just missing that cutoff to score for Auburn. Um, and then finally, Mercy Kiprop, who I think is who you were talking about. Yep. That we thought she would be in the top five. Um, a junior with a 15th place finish and a time of 15 minutes, and. seconds so here's my take on this
0: okay this is what i wanted
1: so this is what i'm going to say this is a 4k auburn well collegiate women are not typically running 4ks they're going to run a 5k or a 6k or potentially even an 8k when you're running a shorter distance the amount of energy that you expend and when you expend it is going to be a lot different okay so you have to think about a cross-country course kind of like a ruler And if you're halfway through the ruler, you should have expended half of your energy, correct? Okay. So if you're used to running three miles, so you would expend half of your energy essentially by the one and a half mile mark. Okay. Well, here you're going to have to have expended it by the one and a quarter mark, which is essentially the same as one and a half, but you're not really thinking of it that way. So then at the end, you've got all this extra energy and you're like, well, crap, I could have done better and I didn't even know it.
0: I thought they just ran, and that's all. You're making no. this a lot more complicated. No, than- <laughs> so
1: when you run, you're like thinking, okay, I should be running at 70% of my max speed for the first mile. Then the second mile, I need to be about 80 to 85% of my max speed. Then up the hills, and then down the hills, you know, you're you're letting gravity take hold, so you're at 100% of your speed, but you're actually not using that energy. It's actually just the gravel and, you know, the ground and the mountains and everything, so.
0: My head just exploded. I don't know about it. everybody else listening, but it just, Anyway. So,
1: you know what? This is a good point. You remember that guy you showed me that video of? That What's like, his name? Mark? The
0: guy that you showed me that video That's that, so specific. That, that
1: really rude guy.
0: The Oh, Max Kellerman. The was Max talking about track Kellerman. and field. Yeah.
1: I wasn't going to talk about this, but I am going to talk am, about I'm this. I'm so
0: glad she's doing this. She's going to get fired up.
1: This is the point I'm making. So, did you hear what I just said? And I am not a collegiate athlete. Yes. I was a high school cross-country athlete. Not even close to the same. Cross country is a mind sport.
0: Can can I set up this though is, a little bit for people what your what your go ahead go the, ahead. Let me, so I, just a little context. So Jessica originally didn't want to talk about this because she didn't want to give you know like credit to him. But it, a lot of people know who Max Kellerman is. He is an ESPN personality and he's been quite controversial in other areas of his opinions in the yeah, past. But this that. is one that I don't even think that I think he really will probably regret it when the time comes. Essentially, he equated track and field to a less than sport. Mm-hmm. Is it a different sport?
1: Hold on. Don't don't give me your opinion yet. Okay. He said, help me with this, but he said that track and field is the sport that other, that people who can't play basketball and football play.
0: Essentially, not just basketball, but like those that couldn't make it in a higher profile sport couldn't make it. He said business.
1: it was not a sport, that it wasn't an athletic event. I can't remember exactly what so he said. So my
0: point was, what he, he said is wrong. He was basically making the analogy that if you are in track and field, or even we can extend that to cross country, that you couldn't make it in something else. That is incorrect. That is highly ignorant. And I will say that as someone who's not the biggest track and field fan. I'm becoming one. But I, I can have the argument, is track and field and cross country an athletic event versus a sport? We can have that discussion, but it doesn't make it any less of a challenge, any less specialized, and any less competitive. So... That's kind of my take on it. And I know you probably echo the same thing and have...
1: I have a lot of thoughts on it. Like a lot of non-Christian good thoughts about what I have to say about him and saying that. So I won't voice all of my opinions. But I think it was a highly ignorant statement. And a statement made by someone who obviously is unable to perform in this sport. Because it is a sport. It is a team environment. It is an athletic event. And for somebody to sit in a chair on TV and make comments about a sport that he couldn't do on his best day of his athletic career. It is highly ignorant and so offensive to all of these athletes who put their heart and soul into track and field and cross country. And that is coming from me who's sitting down in a chair recording this right now. So I'm just going to say that cross country, cross country right now, because that's what we're talking about is a highly competitive sport. First of all, it is a sport. Second of all, it is a complete mental challenge. These people don't just go out there and run just willy-nilly. I could go out and run on the streets three miles a I'm day. imagining
0: someone running willy-nilly and what that looks like right, right now.
1: Think Phoebe Buffay on Friends, <laughs> that episode, you know, where she like waves her arms around. She's like, ah, that's that would be willy-nilly. All I'm saying is these athletes, they train. They don't just run really willy-nilly. They do interval workouts. They do fart licks. They do all of these things. That are not just oh let's just go out for a little Sunday jog, um, get it together, man. I'm sorry,
0: you just said willy nilly and fart lick in the same like sentence. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry.
1: I'm just saying for somebody to equate this and say because I'm I'm gonna say that he would feel the same way about cross country. I don't know, but I'm just assuming for him to say that people that do this are people that couldn't get on another team is the most asinine, ignorant statement of 2019 this year. That is just ridiculous. So I'm done. We're not going to talk about it anymore. But these girls and men did a fantastic job at the JSU And stra- I will say, oh,
0: no. to agree with you, in terms of, I've already said that I agree with you, but not just an Auburn track and field or cross-country athlete agrees with you, uh, let's talk about a football player, Anthony Schwartz even called him out for it. I
1: the, mean, for real.
0: Anthony Schwartz, the football star and track and field star for wait, Auburn. I mean, wait. just come on.
1: I'm telling you, those are statements made by someone who is so ignorant. And I say ignorant as not, not not taking a shot at this man, but him truly not knowing. And obviously, he has not done this sport before because he doesn't know the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into cross-country and track. Or, you know, the long hours. Especially cross-country, the miles and miles and miles. These athletes are running hundreds of miles. You know, most of them are probably running over 100 miles a week right. in preparation. Right. I don't know anybody in my normal life that can do that anymore. Uh, I
0: bet Max Koeman doesn't do that. And I, and I think he will probably live to regret it. And he'll probably make an apology. I bet once he kind of sits back, we'll we'll hope about it. If he's but, a good
1: guy, he will. But we'll see. Uh,
0: anyway, I'm to not going to get on that opinion right now. So,
1: but... basically, Soapbox done. This was a great week for Auburn. It was.
0: A second place finish for the men, first for the women.
1: I'm happy with it. And then
0: Abby Zane just annihilating her field Golly. for the ladies and taking out. That's a great way to start. Obviously, we would want it at first for the men too, but
1: we can't be picky all the time. I was going to say, the men have a much smaller team. So they don't have as many athletes to yeah. vie for those top five places. So. Right.
0: But we got introduced to a new uh, person for the men and for the women. Yep. So we're starting to really gotta get an idea for what this team's going to look like going forward.
1: Absolutely. So Auburn's actually got a week off for cross country. We've mentioned before, there's only a six, well, Three regular season, wait, three, three regular meets, three regular meets, meets, three regular meets per the season yep. and then three post-season. So our next meets not till September 14th at Vandy. So they've got a little bit of time to, you know, muscle recovery and a lot of time to train. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how well they all do. And they Vanderbilt. better be
0: ready because that SEC competition is coming up it's and coming. this is where it's really going to kick up a notch for them. And We're really going to have an idea of what this team looks like going forward.
1: Absolutely. So, Um, We've got about a week and a half by the time this is posted between the meets. So if anybody wants to talk cross country in the meantime um, or talk about that horrible tweet, comment, post thing that Max said, um, find me on Twitter. I would love to discuss this um my twitter handle is jessica loomis rn
0: this is the one thing that will get her to be active on twitter y'all is when someone makes a comment about track and field no
1: literally i turned on my twitter notifications so oh. <laughs> i'm ready guys <laughs> this is so good
0: this is so good if you want to find me you can do so on twitter at tiger i 24 where you and i whoever comes and finds me over there we can just laugh at jessica getting mad at max Kellerman for rightful reasons but anyway
1: i mean let's be fair i don't get this heated about a lot of things but hurt my family, my cats, or talk bad about cross-country, ooh, you're going to fire me up.
0: So I'm, I'm at the top of that list, right?
1: About being on the good list or yeah, the bad list? on the good list. Uh, to be determined. So that's all we've got for tonight, guys. We really appreciate y'all joining us and listening. And War Eagle.
0: War Eagle from the couch. <laughs>